0: Uh, I've told people this as well, that okay. the very best form of government is a dictatorship. Uh huh. Yes. And I say that to jar them and, you know, to, to make my point that, yeah, that, um, that if Jesus is the one in charge, if Jesus is the king. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we
1: pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, you know that I'm a real big. F- oh, you got to put your headphones on. What? you anything? What'd you say? Uh, you know that I'm a real big fan of uh, C.S. Lewis. Who? And- <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jack Lewis. And um, I, w- I was reading. I ran across a-, a-, a couple paragraphs from him that I wanted to get your response to. Yeah. Um, he's just so ridiculously uh, uh, eloquent. Listen to this. This is from um, his essay "Membership." he says i believe in political equality there are two opposite reasons for being a democrat and he means by little d democrat there not not uh-huh. the american whatever for being a democrat you may think you may think all men so good that they deserve a share in the government of the commonwealth and so wise that the commonwealth needs their advice that is in my opinion the false romantic doctrine of democracy hmm. On the other hand, you may believe fallen men to be so wicked that not one of them can be trusted with any irresponsible power over his fellows. Mm -hmm. That, I believe, to be the true ground of democracy. I do not believe that God created an egalitarian world. I believe the authority of parent over child, husband over wife, learned over simple, to have been as much a part of the original plan as the authority of man over beast, I believe that if we had not fallen, patriarchal monarchy would be the sole lawful government. But since we have learned to sin, we have found, as Lord Acton says, that all power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. The only remedy has been to take away the powers and substitute a legal fiction of equality. The authority of father and husband has been rightly abolished on the legal plane, not because this authority is in itself bad, On the contrary, it is, I hold, divine in origin, but because fathers and husbands are bad. Theocracy has been rightly abolished, not because it is bad that learned priests should govern ignorant laymen, but because priests are wicked men like the rest of us. Even the authority of man over beast has had to be interfered with because it is constantly abused. Mm -hmm. I think he's absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Wow. He's, some of the things he says, I could see where that, they'd be very controversial. Sure. Uh, you know, the the uh, man over wife, just like uh, human over beast. <laughs> not in the same way. I know. I don't, I don't think. I know. I'm I, just, from other things that he has said, he does not think. I no, know. Just, that's uh, not what he means. If, he's, if, uh, <laughs> you know, if he were to reword that today, I, he would probably
1: put it in. in some different phrasing, but well um, but other concepts, things that he said there's no yeah. there's no question that yeah. that uh, he does not think that a husband should treat his wife as we treat dogs. that's not no I'm just uh, he yeah that's that's not what he means, but that there, that there is an authority structure, and that, yeah. that there that God did not intend for us to live in an egalitarian world, nonetheless, he says he does want an egalitarian world because of sin, and i that's a very important nuance. Mm-hmm. That i that I hold to myself, yeah, how do you hold to it? Well, I do think that um th- what we see in scripture is that the hut well, let me quote from scripture, the husband is the head of the wife, yeah, right, and uh, and we see kings, and we see God endorsing that sort of authority where some people have power and should have power and authority over others. We are not all equal, on the other hand, I'm with him in saying that. Power uh, yeah. is corrupting and, and, right. and oppressive, and we see husbands being very um, hurtful and damaging to their wives. Right. And we need to have protections like that. And we see kings. This is why I love living in a democracy, and that I I want you know as little power as possible at the yeah. top. Right. Yeah, yeah, I want it to power it with the people, and and uh, and so yeah that. Does does that answer your question? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So there. so
0: apply that to to like marriage. You know, like you you're at the top, so to speak, and you don't want a lot in, of in power. my marriage. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So how does that flesh out? Yeah. So I think what he says elsewhere, if I remember correctly, is that he would say there are two places where this authority structure of where the Bible gives some authority to some people and less authority or the, the obligation to submit to that authority to other people mm-hmm. by virtue of who they are, there are two places, he says, in society where that should continue. And one is the church where we have elders who uh, are to rule and then the church members who are to submit. And the other place is the Christian marriage where husbands are to rule and wives are to submit. We see that uh, Mm -hmm. very clearly. Um, And the the reason he says in those places it can possibly work is because in those places we are bound to each other by covenant and that we have the Holy Spirit and the gifts of grace where we are able to forgive each other Uh, Husbands are able to forgive wives. Wives are able to forgive husbands. Elders are able to forgive uh, their um, church members. Members are able to forgive because Mm -hmm. we will, because of our sin, all of us will necessarily um, sin against each other in these roles. But we have the ability and the opportunity to love and forgive each other and to continue because we've been committed to each other. But he says that that kind of safety net does not exist in the work world, or in the military, or in the government, or in you know those all these other places, and so there we need to be egalitarian. He says, God created us male and female, and it's in marriage and in the church that we can uh, exhibit the way that God created us. So that some of us put on tuxedos and others of us put on ball gowns, and we can dance together where one leads and the other follows, but where we don't have the kind of grace that comes from the gospel and comes from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we all have to march in lockstep like military, where everyone wears wearing the exact same uniform. Yeah. I think a
0: a very important addition to that is that that we have
1: God's word
0: directing. Yes. So that there's a, yes. there are checks and balances in the sense yes. that uh, you're not acting in accordance with God's word that's right. as a father or that's a right. husband. That's right. Or as an elder. That's right. We have direction from that's God. Right. And that's, that's right. yeah, that that. Clears up a lot of the uh, people in power just abusing that power because yeah. God speaks against that a lot. Oh, There's a lot yes. to say about that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and
1: thankfully so. I mean, <laughs> and what does it mean for a husband to take authority uh, in his marriage? It is to lay down his life as Christ did for the church, and mm. to 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 die in her place and yeah. to sacrifice himself for right. her glory and her good. Yeah, you know it's it's that's what it looks like to when, right. when he says take authority, that's what it means. Yeah, do you uh you know how many
0: times uh the word leader is mentioned in the Bible? I have no idea. It's uh, it's very few. Yeah, I I <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah, of Yeah, it's very few. Guess um how many times the word servant is mentioned? Probably a lot. Um almost 1000 times, yeah. like over over 900 times or something. Um and so, yeah, the the idea that we, and what, we have what all this training on how to be a good leader, a good all leader, this yeah. training on in leadership conferences, and yeah. um, we don't we don't spend a lot of time
1: talking about how to serve. <laughs> how your to point is, your your I take your point, and I think it is a very very good point, and I think it's a terrible way to make the point. The reason is because okay, let's count up how many times the Bible uses the word king. All of a sudden, there's a lot more times, right? And so. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, but, but you're exactly right that, that, that our, what we're supposed to do uh, is to be servant, to be a servant of yeah. all. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. No, you're exactly right. You, the look at the, the instructions is, that's right. that that's we right. have. No right? question. And, and even those who are leaders, Jesus says, they have to be the chief servants. Yes. Um, that leadership is not a self-promoting activity. Correct. It is a other-promoting activity. That's right. And that's what makes a good leader. Um, and that is different than business and government and you know, we we have God's word directing our marriages, directing our churches, and hopefully those principles are also directing the rest of society and to some degree.
1: You know, uh it reminds me a little bit of um a story that I remember hearing from Kathy Keller. Now Kathy is the, the wife of mm-hmm. Tim Keller and maybe some of our listeners know who that is. Um he's a very prominent pastor. He's retired now, uh, but he was the pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City and uh, has written many, many, many books. And she and they've got an interesting marriage, and they've written a book on marriage together that is very worth reading, The Meaning of Marriage. Anyway, she tells a story about um, a, a long time ago when they were contemplating whether or not to go to New York City for Tim to become the pastor of this brand-new church. He had a, mm-hmm. basically a Bible study that was there and wanted a church, and they wanted him to come and be the pastor. And, of course, we know that he ended up they ended up going. Well, as they were uh, working through that, uh, she did not want to go, and he wanted to go. He wanted to be the pastor of this church in Manhattan, uh, this new church, and she said, no, this is not a good place to raise our boys, and I don't want to go. And so as they're wrestling through that, she said, uh, at some point, you know, you just have to make a decision. Either you're going or you're not going. And so which of us is going to win this? And she said, Tim, at some point, said, well, since you don't want to go, then we won't go. And her response to him was, uh, no, you can't say that. Uh, That makes me the one who's deciding, and you are deferring to me. But God Mm -hmm. has called you to lead, and if you think the best thing for our family and the best thing for me and for our boys uh, is to go, then you need to do what you think is best, even if I disagree, and take the responsibility and stop being a coward. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she tells the story. And so they decided to go, and she said, I'm willing to submit. And she said, actually, in our marriage, she said, I can count on one hand how many times that I've had to submit to him, Right. but I have done that. And he's made the decision when we disagree. And she said, he thought about it for long and hard and really thought the best thing for the family. And she said, and the best thing for me was for us to move to New York, even though yeah. I disagreed. And she said, there's no doubt in the world that was the best thing. Yeah. He was exactly right. And in fact... Um, Kathy has been able to grow into her calling as a person, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, as a scholar, and she is, uh, in New York, far better than she could have if they had stayed in Philadelphia. And she recognizes that, that he was uh, doing something very, very difficult for him uh, that was good for him, a calling for him, but also it helped to allow Kathy to go into her Calling. And so this is a way that he is doing something that was very hard mm-hmm. and scary and laying down his life for her. And she readily admits that now. That's what authority yeah. is. I tell guys this all the time that when they defer,
0: mm-hmm. they're still making a decision. Yes. And they are still answerable to God for that decision. So they yes. maybe they're getting tired of, of uh arguing. Maybe they they've been worn out. Yes. And and I say there may be a time where you say, okay we i've we discussed this, and I fully understand your position, and now you're just fighting with me yes um and
1: i I have to make a decision yeah uh-huh yeah
0: there is a tiebreaker,
1: yes, and yeah. what is that tie breaking authority to be used for It is to be used for the good of the family of the right. woman, not for what, what I want when I yeah when I stand before God what, yes yeah,
0: and answer for that decision or that deferral the decision to defer. Yes. Uh,
1: Yeah. And and the the husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And so it's, uh, you know, this is what I want to do. Christ clearly did not want to lay down his life. He said just before he went to the cross, uh, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he, he went to the cross for the love of the church, sacrificing himself. And so... Uh, Too many times it's uh, when we think of, when husbands and wives, when I counsel husbands and wives, when I do premarital counseling, that kind of thing, yes, this is clearly what God teaches. And let's be really, really clear. It's not about the husband gets his preferences. Mm -hmm. No, it is about the husband uh, uses that authority to lay down his life for her and
0: and CS Lewis seems to be pointing more towards government in that quote i think yes
1: he's that's, yeah. you're right about that
0: and and of course he included all these other structures of authority um and so let's look at government for just a second yep. you know we we have uh, i've told people this as well that okay. the very best form of government is a dictatorship
1: uh-huh yes I, I say
0: that to jar them and you know to to make my point that yeah. that um that if jesus is the one in charge if jesus is the king then that's the best government because that's the new heavens and the new earth.
1: You're, you're, you're almost. You're, C.S. Lewis uses a different word. He says uh-huh. patriarchal monarchy it would be the sole lawful government if there was no sin. Yeah. And so you're saying dictatorship. He's saying patriarchal monarchy. It's right. the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd say that to stir people up.
1: But totally. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So you know the the idea that Jesus is in fact in charge. Yes. Uh, and his rule and reign is fully consummated. That's, that's the new heavens and the new earth. Right. And that's ideal. Right. But given that we have men ruling other men, yes. men I mean, mankind, men yes. and women ruling other men and women, then, uh, we do need checks and balances and sin to be in check. Totally. Yeah. just, it, it's a big problem to have authority. And of course he's quoting the very famous quote about absolute power. Yes. So, um, yeah, now have you uh-huh. have you ever found yourself in a circumstance where you uh wanted to rebel against the law? <laughs> Almost every day. Tell me about that. Like what? Uh speeding! Or... Well, okay, so that's an that's a uh-huh. super
1: easy one. No, no, I'm, I I don't need to follow this because I you know yeah, I'm yeah. better than this. This is for other people, not for I me. I can control this car at yeah. 45 <laughs> miles per hour. 35 is ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, but also, uh, man, the the whole tax structure, and uh-huh. I mean, it's just I actually am a pretty uh, my personality is such that I just kind of go along with things, but I'm you know constantly like wait a second this i don't understand this yeah. this is not for me this is not oh yeah i'm very yeah you know the older i'm rebellious we get. at
0: heart <laughs> yeah, the old well here's here's the thing the older we get the more corruption we're in tune to yeah the more we see how stuff really works oh yeah and it is so disheartening and so yeah. discouraging yeah. and and yeah. we've talked about insurance and and, oh, and so yeah. you know the folks who are writing our laws not even being voted legislators but right. but right. business right. owners and uh you know, there's just so much corruption and yep. trouble where uh even with our our government the way it's been set up by our yep. our fathers it's it's just a wreck right it's a wreck yep. um and no it's not better to have a, a despot no i'm not saying that no it's not better to you know to have a, a communist
1: uh chinese government yep. you know uh I, I don't prefer those things i was it winston churchill i think who said uh that democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others <laughs> yeah, I think that's who it was. Uh-huh. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's absolutely my opinion. That it okay, so it is the worst one, I, except yeah. for
0: all the others are worse. And I think I've discovered that the older I get and the more irritated I am with yeah. these with these serious systemic corrupting corrupting problems. Yeah, um, it it's just. But I'm not gonna. At the same time, I don't have the same. Youthful, vigorous. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disobey. I'm gonna rebel, or I'm gonna do something crazy or outlandish. Yeah. But I, man, I'm just, I, I just feel more grumbly and irritated with the way um, authority is dealt with. Yes, and and the love of money and and its corruptions. But when I was younger. I I had one incident that I tell I tell from the pulpit as an example. Of, okay, yeah. of, of my rebelliousness, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And I was not I was not a big rebellious kid. Yeah. But uh, the Fourth of July. Yeah. Okay. Um, now it, it's the Fourth of July today. Uh, as, we're as we're recording this, it is we're the 4th on of the Fourth of July. That's yeah. right. And uh, in my town in Fredericksburg, Virginia, where I grew up. the The Rappahannock River. We had a raft race. Okay. And this is a time when everyone builds a raft, yeah they get out on the river and they they start and you race down and yeah. I think there were prizes, but no one really cared well some people did, but no one really cared about winning. sure. Um, a lot of folks were just sitting out there drinking beer and yeah. and listening to music and you know riding down the river on the raft. But what I was all about was making water balloons okay, and so it to me as a, as a ninth grader in high school, yeah, a tenth grader in high school. You you brought a whole big bag of water balloons and you bombed other rafts, and it was I mean and some of them had like like you know they had like a generator and a fire hose and they try to douse other rafts. Wow! And so it was like this big water battle on the river as, okay. you're, as, you're flo- and as you as you That sounds float, good. Yeah, yeah, it was great fun. And as you go, it kind of spreads out a little bit. So it's you know, but at the beginning, that's when that's oh, when all the action everybody's is. there. Yeah, and apparently, uh, it, water balloons are not good for aquatic life. Okay.
1: Oh,
2: oh. I guess this. I guess this was the reason. I can Uh, see that. Yep. Yep. But but
0: one time. So this is after. I think I did this years in a. You know, three or four years in a row, and I just got all my friends together. We build a raft. Yep. I I filled trash cans full of water balloons. We get out there and it's and it's we're ready to have the biggest water battle ever. Ever. And and it's it's just a good time. And one time, they decided no more water balloons. Uh huh. But this was not told in advance. Oh, I this see. This was told on site from the bank of the river. Yeah. yeah. And I had, I had literally had two water balloons in my hand. Oh. Had already started throwing some. And I had, a I had like trash bags full of water balloons. Yeah. And I looked forward to the, like, Fourth of July of was one of course, my favorite yeah. things. Yeah. Great summer fun. And this police lady. It didn't help me as a young man that she was a lady. Let's uh-huh. a, let's be honest. Sure. Okay. Teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and she was speaking through a megaphone, and she was saying, "Attention! You know, there there will be no water balloon throwing uh-huh. this year. Um, it, it's you're not permitted to throw a water balloon." Yep. And I yep. and I'm sitting there, and this water balloon is in my hand. Yeah. And and she's right over there on she's, the bank. Yeah, and, she's in range. Yeah, and all I could think about was hitting her with uh-huh. this water balloon. Yeah, yeah. Yep, while yep. she's standing there in her police uniform, talking uh-huh. through the megaphone, talking about how we're not going to be able to throw water balloons. And right. I'm like, I've been looking forward to this all year. Yeah, do this every year, and I just I thought, you know what? If I hit her with this balloon, yeah, this river is going to erupt with like uh celebration oh, yeah. right yes laughter yeah the you know like
1: stick it to the man
0: yeah, yeah sticking it to the man rock and roll style uh-huh yeah and even as i'm if they pull me out of the river and take uh-huh. me off uh-huh <laughs> to face my judgments i would be like this little local hero yes you know, these thoughts are going through my mind of course yeah <laughs> and i'm sitting there holding this balloon and i felt like the the anxiety yeah of oh my gosh i might do this uh-huh um, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to throw a water balloon at a police officer? Yeah, and I, of course I came to my senses. Good, yeah, because I, they would probably label that as assault or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Trunk it up into some you know yep. big deal that could potentially ruin my career, or my life, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I use that as an illustration to say this is this is in the heart of people. Yeah. To to say, screw you. Yeah, we're going to do it my way. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And to a large degree, so this is the, the thing about about governments or about authority, right? Yeah. Um, to a large degree, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I want freedoms. Yeah. And I and I love our freedoms. Sure. But I also have to recognize not everything is a freedom. A lot of it is just rebelliousness. Yes. That says, I want to do what I want to do. Okay. Uh-huh. And so there's like this balance. Like this is, there is like he said, a ballroom dance, right? There's this yeah. dance going on where uh-huh. we need... We need rules we need government we need parameters and yep. policy yep um, but at the same time we want to be free yes and uh, that that's a sticky yeah. you know that, that's a lot to, to think about there yeah and how things are correlated and what what affects other things and other people mm-hmm. and uh, in society as a whole right how the, how the the snowball effect of certain decisions yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that that's it's a it's a double edged sword between wanting freedom and then sh- just being rebellious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh putting sinners in check, that's that's a real positive thing. Both those who are leading and those who are in society.
1: Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. C. S. Lewis, he always Yeah. Yeah. He he's delivers, good. doesn't he? He always delivers. He's always worth reading. Even when we disagree, he's worth reading. This is William with the Hopper Podcast. Some things matter a whole lot, like abortion, gun control, LGBTQ issues, the environment, redemption, hope, truth, and justice. These things take careful, nuanced, thoughtful, and open discussions. Other things don't matter much at all, like dad jokes, beer preferences, pranks, and poop. These things are silly and fun. But here at the Hopper Podcast, we love both. And if you do too, please share the Hopper Podcast with a friend, like, follow, and call in to encourage us at 214-267-9287. Thanks. Dave, I'm in the mood for another top 10. Have you got something for me? I do, and you're
0: going to be guessing the top 10 most consumed meats in the world. Most consumed meats in yes, the world. I'll give you a hint. Your favorite, the hot dog, is not on the list. <laughs> just wanted to just get that up front. The hot dog meat is not there? Hot dog is not on the list. Or bologna. Bologna. I know bologna is one of your favorites. Yeah. It's not on the list.
1: I just learned... Just let you know. ...that hot dog is made of bologna, or bologna is a big a, hot it's dog. It's
0: a giant hot dog sliced. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nasty.
1: Sounds great to me. Are you sure? Uh, you need to check the list again. I would think that'd be number one. Nope. Well, Where are you getting this information? Here's the deal. Okay.
0: Hot dog and bologna are a scrabble of meats, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> the 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 meats that would be in hot dogs and bologna are on the list, right? I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. N- namely,
1: the number one meat on the list. Number so these are the top ten most consumed yes. meats in the world. Yes. I have a few guesses that I'm going to think are at the top that I'm going to save in case why I get did, into trouble. Did, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand your. Your strategy here? <laughs>
0: yeah, I have. A, I have a
2: strategy here. Okay, okay. so
0: uh,
1: I'm going to guess goat is in the top ten. Goat is in the top
0: ten. It is number five. Have you ever had goat meat? I have. Me um, too.
1: I kind of like it. Goat meat is pretty good. Uh,
0: You're typically eating it off the bone. So yes. You be careful of the bones. When I've
1: had it, it's been more in the in like a stew. Right. And then it's not on the but bo- so, so they'll take it off, almost like... Um, I have had goat in stew on bone. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've never had goat off the bone. Oh, I've had it off the bone, where uh-huh. they pull it off. It's almost like pulled pork. Okay. Um, and Never they, had that. Yeah, yeah, and it's in a stew that way. Um, I remember my wife telling me that she was in Haiti, and they were eating a stew or stew. You soup. mean Haiti? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 where, who pronounces it like that? Me? No, no Okay. Good. Go ahead. She was in Haiti on a mission trip, uh, and they were, had a stew, and there was goat in there. And then they thought that there was some seafood in there as well, and they said, oh, so this is a piece of seafood, and it, it, it didn't have a strong taste, but it was a little bit rubbery. Mm. Turned out it was goat penis. Uh, Hello. Yeah. And so that's what they said. And so they had been, okay. Uh, you know, different people are different. So is goat penis on the list? That is, uh, well, Maybe if that, that's, if that's up in considered goat. goat meat. Yeah, that's probably goat. Yeah. So goat penis is number five. I can think of
0: lots of dad jokes that are inappropriate right now, but we're going to move right along here
1: <laughs> and uh, talk about uh, some other meat Okay, to so eat. goat, number five. How about um, Turkey. Turkey is number six. Yeah. Yes. Turkey
0: is also known
1: as one of the highest protein meats. Yeah, it's pretty dense in protein and pretty low in fat for the most part. I like turkey a whole lot. It's one of my favorite meats. It's kind of like cannibalism, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you like turkey? I do. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we just had turkey a little bit ago uh, for lunch today.
0: I have had almost everything on this list.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's see. What else is going to be in the top 10 but not at the very top? I got a few guesses for the very top. Uh How about uh, bison or buffalo?
0: Okay. So if it's bison, which is North American buffalo, it wouldn't make the top 10. What? But buffalo does make number eight because there are buffalo all over Asia, and you know, namely India, yeah, that people consume even okay. more. So Africa has a cape buffalo, right? They're not eating a lot of them, okay. Um, but Asia has a lot of buffalo that are being consumed, and so yes, buffalo, including American bison, are consumed globally, and have made number eight on the list. So
1: would that include bison?
0: Yes. I mean, bison are buffalo. There's I see. The North okay. American version. I don't, I,
1: I don't think I knew that distinction.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. I think it's just buffalo and bison are interchangeable when referring to American bu- buffalo. Because
1: bison are the buffalo of North America. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. I don't think I knew that. Okay. Or tanaka,
0: if Tan- you want to yeah. look at the uh, Dances with Wolves, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> tanaka? Tatanka?
0: Tatanka. I don't know. Tatanka. You know better.
1: I just watched it recently. With, Did you? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long, long time, many, many years. Yeah. And we showed it to our son. And oh, yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. It's it really, is. really good. Yeah. Anyway, okay.
0: The best part of that movie is that Kevin Costner is naked. Yeah, you can see his butt. Um, and I've been told it's, it's a butt double. What? I think it's a butt double. Yeah, so that you can actually...
1: It you, must be his whole backside. Willie, you, s-
0: you can go to Hollywood and you can get a job being somebody else's butt.
1: How do you know I haven't already done that?
0: Well, in your case, they typically don't show those people naked <laughs> in television or movies. But, you know, <laughs> what? Well, maybe, maybe one day... Maybe. When, when all of the, uh, the, the bigotry
1: begins to... <laughs> 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 all right. Okay, so... We've got goat, turkey, and buffalo. Yeah. How about. Uh, Buffalo, it's an odd guess, by the way, but good for you. No, but I was thinking bison. I'm thinking, Uh I know, I mean, I was thinking it was lower on the list, but I was, you know, I've had bison quite a bit. Okay. Along those, I mean, quite a bit. It's good. It's terrific, yeah. It's lean. It's lean, yeah. Along those lines, I don't think it's in the top 10, but I would like to guess alligator. It is not in the top 10. Yeah. I've had alligator. It's also very good. Alligator tail. It's too tough for me. Is it? I don't care for it. Okay. I mean, I would never
0: order it. I've had it maybe three times, and okay. I was like, yeah, okay. Novelty over. It's like a tough, chewy chicken that's a little gamey. Yeah, I'm not uh-huh. a fan. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: The best way that I know to do it is to make it into a sausage. Okay. Um, when I've had a sausage uh, uh-huh. made out of alligator meat, it's really terrific. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So that's not there. How about... Fish, fish is not on the list. I wonder if it's. This has like got to be wrong. This has got to be. Like, well, no, because you got birds. Uh, Let me read this here. Maybe it doesn't include. Maybe somehow it doesn't include fish. How land could it not animals include fish? Yeah, I love tuna fish and salmon and fish has got to be mahi mahi is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's not on the list, and I think that's a mistake. I wonder if it's just land animals. Yeah, it must be. It might be just land animals. Okay, uh, in which case, boy, uh, I think I may have to. I'm getting in a little trouble here. I may have to go for some of the, yeah, go the for top the higher, few. Yeah, go how for about them. pork?
0: Number one, really? Yeah, pork's in everything, man. But that's the baloney. That's the. You know the hot dogs. A lot of it's pork. Yeah, um, a lot of Asian food has pork in it. Sure, you know the dumplings and various things sure. is all pork.
1: I would have thought though that so much of the world being um, Muslim and Jewish, you know, of course mm-hmm. those folks aren't going to be having pork. And so I would have thought that would have brought it down, but maybe not. Okay. Yeah, but the think about the
0: big populated areas. Yeah. China eats a lot, of pork. a lot of pork. We eat a lot of pork. A lot it's of pork bacon yeah. and everything. We eat ham. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, pigs are the garbage disposals of the natural. I, yeah, they'll eat kingdom. just about anything. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, they just they'll eat a dead animal. They'll eat. They'll live off the land. They'll eat sure. your refuse. You know, you throw in a watermelon rind out. They're going to eat it. Yeah, they eat everything. Um And they uh, the thing is, you know, it, it would be really it would make a lot of sense to have a pet pig, because you can just throw it all kinds of like leftover yep, totally. stuff, and it would it would eat it up. Except that they are rather intelligent animals, yeah. And then it's hard to part with them, because yeah. They have, they have little personalities, and
1: my brother um, raises hogs. Typically, most every year he's got some hogs and when his girls were little um he would always name them uh like uh bacon and sausage <laughs> right. and those would be the names of the, of right. the hogs cuz they would grow big and then and i i've yeah. had some of that it's delicious
0: and then you yeah then you know they it's it's time to butcher them and that yeah. that can be hard on people who Get fond of them, but yeah. Have you ever seen that video of a guy sitting and a lazy boy, and he's got a pig in his lap, and he's eating a bowl of cereal? No. And he he takes a spoonful, and then he gives a spoonful to his pig, and he takes a spoonful, and he gives to his pig, and the pig's just sitting there wagging its little curly tail and having a a great yeah. It's it's a it's a viral video that sounds Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean it sounds like a good video, but yeah, I am not.
0: You're not you're not not looking to eat after a pig. No. Yeah. So hey, have you ever been to a pig farm? I have not, but I've seen videos and I know of pig farms. Uh, were there it, pigs at the Down Under? No. Dude, I'm telling you, if you go to a pig farm, you're going to smell the worst smells of your life. Yeah. I mean, those little suckers, they drop the nastiest bombs ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'll bet. It is foul.
1: Yeah, they're disgusting yeah. animals. They Dude. taste delicious, <laughs> yeah. but they're disgusting. Man, do they stink. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So pork. All right. How about chicken? Chicken's number two, of yep. course. Chicken's a big one. Um uh, You also... know what I found
0: out recently? What's that? Is that um that the chicken that we are consuming yeah. is so uh depleted of nutrient uh-huh. because of the mass chicken farms. Yeah. That it really behooves you to have a, a like an heirloom organic grown chicken. That lives off, like a chicken's supposed to. Yeah. Pecking around, eating worms and bugs and stuff. Yeah. That there's so much more nutritive value in that chicken than these mass-produced birds.
1: I believe that 100%. Of course, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you know that most uh, in history- It's the same way with the pork. These big pork farms- Uh They, they, they are trying to conserve space, and so just like the chickens, they're, it's it their pigs are—the hogs are confined to little cages, basically, that they can't even turn around, and they're just there for their entire lives, and they just— they just do nothing but eat and they're yeah. intelligent animals and it's well
0: i wasn't speaking of the ethics to the animal as much as just the nutrition
1: of, oh and i think yeah, the nutrition is similar can, yeah. similar and cows are going to be the we haven't guessed cows yet uh that's going to be really similar right i've had yeah. some like uh, free range grass fed beef yeah and i've had hamburgers that way and yeah. they are so that, that's number much 3 better. by the way so okay we've pork, so there got pork, chicken go. beef. and beef um, but so much better.
0: I was to tell you about chickens is that they are originally, yeah, they you 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 had the hens for uh-huh. eggs, and the roosters are pretty much good for nothing other than you know making eating. more chickens. Okay, and so they would they were for cockfighting, not for eating. Oh, because they they do like to fight. Yeah, and sure. so they were they were entertainment back uh, okay. way back in the day, and yeah. um, even now like people don't want roosters; they want hens that Oh like yeah, eggs. Sure. And, but um, yeah, chicken's chickens a big one. That's number two. Number three is beef. Okay. I do like beef a lot. And beef is, is probably, I think, the American favorite. Yes. Uh, it's more expensive than pork, so it's not as, you know, and chicken is definitely cheaper. Yeah. Um, but, you know, can you
1: think of a downside to beef? Uh, well, there, there are many downsides to beef, for sure. One, nutritionally, it is high in cholesterol, high in fat. And that's not good for uh-huh. us. Um, they raise them poorly. They they tend to give them also some uh, unethical treatment. Some a- yeah. un- lot. Well, that's true for probably most of these. They you know they raise them unethically. Yeah. Uh, not. I, yeah. What else? Well, we did an episode
0: on this that that the way that we raise beef causes environmental problems. Oh yeah. I I was kind of um, younger you know, hesitant to, to accept this. Mm. But as I've looked at the science and I've uh, investigated it, that we really do need more green farming and orchards and grasslands where they're they're eating what they're supposed to be eating yeah and they're not stuck on a lot getting fed grain that we've grown somewhere else and all the plowing and tilling. We talked about that, but yeah. Yeah. So there are environmental pressures with beef. Can you, can you name uh, the top three countries that eat beef?
1: Well, gotta be the United States.
0: Yep. Uh I'm gonna say Brazil. You're right. They even have steakhouses named after Brazil. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For steakhouses.
1: Sure. And after that, I'm gonna say China. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Okay. Okay. I did not I really didn't look at, at your yeah. list. Well, yeah, well, size of country and population.
0: That yeah. those are sure, good. Sure, guesses. Sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Have you ever been to one of those uh Brazilian steakhouses? I have. Yeah, it's. Yep. I've been once, I think, or twice. Uh huh. It's pretty incredible. What's your favorite cut of beef? Do you, uh, like, do you
0: like the filet mignon? Filet, yeah. yeah it's they're they're awesome. Filet. Man, they're, they're so good. A
1: good filet is... I'm getting hungry.
0: We've got to wrap this up. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Although, I will say, there was a hamburger um, place, a small little shack, hamburger place, in North Carolina where I lived, called Big Al's. Shout out to Big Al's. And they only did... They had a very limited menu. And their hamburgers were only grass-fed, free-range, yeah. local beef. They were a little bit more expensive, but not a lot because it was such a small place and they had a few th- uh, you know, options. Right. And the difference in taste between regular hamburgers oh, yeah. and these hamburgers? No doubt. I mean, it was like a different product. Um, I- I'll I'll eat just about any, you know, you know you know about me and my palate. You're a hobo. You know, yeah. I'm a hobo and will eat right. anything. Right. Um, I feel bad about eating McDonald's, but I will eat McDonald's. Right. This was a different product, even from I mean, yeah, grass-fed natural beef. The re- way it's free supposed range, to be. It, yeah, it there's is There's nothing like it. Yeah. And then when you when you do a fillet from a cow like that, it, it it's out of this world. Yeah, and I've done that a couple of times. It's it's expensive. Yeah, but holy smokes!
0: I have eaten at Morton's once. Okay, and I got the filet mignon, and it was I called it meat cotton candy. Yeah, because it just dissolved in my mouth.
1: Okay, so we okay we got pork, chicken, beef, one, two, three. Yep. Then goat and turkey five and six right, and then buffalo number eight. Correct. All right, so I still have four more to go. I've guessed fish. It's not fish. How? Oh, these are meats. Okay. I, I'm going to need a hint here. Okay. Like a goat. Oh, lamb. Yeah, it's got to be a lamb. Number lamb.
0: four, actually. Really?
1: Four. So that's going to be mutton is the name of the meat. Uh, I think. Isn't, isn't it mutton? Um... Oh, mutton is an adult. Sheep. Right. And lamb is much, it's much the tastier. It's a little baby. Yeah. So is yeah. is mutton on the list? No. Okay, okay. It just says lamb. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, yep. lamb is much tastier. Yeah.
0: And that's, of course, very popular over in the Mediterranean area. Yeah. Um,
1: I also like lamb. Lamb is very good. It's okay. It's yeah. kind of fatty. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean- When I was growing yeah. up, we always had lamb- with mint jelly.
0: Yeah, you know, someone from our church just made a comment that if you got to cover it with mint jelly there's a reason. It's not as, it's not that good. Oh. Wait.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I like It's
0: like trying to mask the the flavor of it. I like the flavor of lamb. Okay. Anyway.
1: All right. Uh let's see. So that's number 4. Okay. We're getting we're getting down there. Um is there another bird?
0: There is. How about duck? Duck is number 7. Duck. Okay. Yes.
1: I am not a
0: big fan of duck. Duck is to me very similar to lamb. I'm surprised to
1: hear you say that. Really? I It's a very fatty meat. It's got a lot of fat. Maybe I I mm-hmm. man, I guess maybe it's the cuts that we get. I think it's it feels very different to me.
0: Yeah. Um I like duck if it's cooked well and you trim some of the okay. fat off of it, Okay. especially the way the Chinese do it, and they eat a okay. lot of duck. Yeah, I know they yeah. do.
1: I know they do. Yeah.
0: Okay. So along with duck, how about goose? Goose is on the list. Okay. Yeah. So goose is number nine, and it is technically um, a very dark meat. Yeah. I don't know. Have if you I've ever had it? had
1: it? No, I don't think I ever have.
0: I've had goose, and the breast meat is actually very tasty. Okay. Um, a little gamey ish mm-hmm. you know, got a little extra mm-hmm. flavor there, um and it is dark, it almost looks like beef really it 's so dark okay, and it 's also kind of an oily meat, okay, you know, uh, yeah, that makes sense and um but it's it's pretty good, yeah, uh it can be bad, some people can have a hard time with it,
1: yeah, yeah, so that makes sense yeah isn 't that uh, is is it uh geese that they um uh far-goire? You know what I'm talking about the that where they oh like overstuff
0: Lord Fogwa from Shrek?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that may be where it comes from where that name comes from, but I think it's geese that the French there's a French dish where they like stuff Goose liver pate? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they yeah, they stuff the goose with like extra food, like they like they uh hmm. like like I'm not familiar with mechanically that. force food down the throat of the goose. Of a live goose? Of a live goose. To uh flavor it a certain way? Yeah. So I think the liver in particular is flavorful, more flavorful that way. But then the rest of the goose is as well. Yeah. I have and not heard out- of this. It's outlawed in some places. I can see why. It's very expensive because they have
0: to I've not heard of this. Yeah. You learn something every day. Anyway.
1: Okay, so number ten, how about deer?
0: That's a good guess, but it is not uh, number venison.
1: ten. Okay. Uh Ostrich? Nope. I've had ostrich.
0: Yeah? How was
1: that? It was um Like tough chicken, right? Mm, it's closer to beef, I think, or or bison. Oh, it's a darker it's a, meat? It's a dark meat and uh-huh. it's pretty lean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that. Uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, so not that. Okay. I might need a hint. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of them.
0: <laughs> of course there's a lot of them. Um and they, uh, multiply rabbit. Yeah. Rabbit. Yeah. So rabbit is number 10. Interesting. Have you ever had rabbit? No. This is the only thing on the list that I've not had really. Okay. Um, and I, I may have had it, but I don't recall. Yeah. And apparently it, you know, it, it tastes like a, again, a kind of a tougher, gamier chicken.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, so the white meat, red meat thing. I'm not sure I completely understand, but apparently, any livestock is considered red meat. So, like pork chops is red meat. You know, ham looks red, but pork chops look really white. Yeah, and I, they and they even market it as the other white meat. Yeah, the other white meat. Yeah, but apparently, it's uh, red meat is any livestock. So any poultry can be considered white meat. I don't know. There's some weird rules
1: about that. I don't know what that could possibly be. I don't even know why they do that, but but I, a car- yeah. We were talking so. about going to Haiti um, when when my wife had the goat penis soup, uh, goat <laughs> penis stew.
0: I almost forgot about that, but you had to bring it back up. Thank uh, yeah. you. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Thank you.
1: Okay. I saw that it was leaving your mind, and I, I yeah. figured you needed so to So the get...
0: repetition will help implant it, and every yes. time I see your wife, I'll think about her eating the soup.
1: Yeah, right. Nice. Anyway, uh, so we, uh, I went on a mission trip to the same place. They didn't serve us the same thing. Uh, but we were we both went to various uh orphanages there uh with kids and several of the orphanages would grow rabbits for the purpose of eating them yeah and because that was their main source of protein and right. they're easy to grow and they're easy to keep and and so then when they're full grown then they kill them and eat them the kids yeah. do yeah
0: well apparently it's you know it's it's part of those uh what's going to be sustainable for societies that yeah because that rabbits they can they can forage on all kinds of little green things and they can multiply like crazy and sure sure and uh yeah Yeah. so maybe we should we should give rabbit a try
1: okay so let's go over the whole list again yeah we got
0: number one is pork
1: yeah okay
0: number two is chicken delicious three is beef better then lamb meat Uh yeah goat meat that's okay. Better than lamb. Yep. Uh, turkey. Yes, delicious. Duck meat. Okay. Mm. Buffalo. That's pretty good. The buffalo's terrific. And goose yep. is nine. And then last is rabbit, which yeah. I haven't had.
1: I haven't. Yeah, maybe we should. Do you know of any place where we can eat rabbit?
0: There is rabbit locally here somewhere. I, my, uh, my son was telling me about it. I think he's had it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we should check that out. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. Did you know that Argentinians eat the most beef and veal per
1: capita? I did not know that.
0: Yeah, but of course, Americans and Chinese and and Brazilians eat the most beef overall. Yeah. But per capita, it's Argentina.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you eat veal? I don't think I've ever had veal. Do you know what veal is? It's the baby deer. It's a calf. A calf, it's yeah, a baby yeah, baby
0: calf that has been confined. Oh, 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 not to Yeah, yes, yeah, that's right.
1: It's been confined,
0: so it can't move around mm. and like develop. It's it get its muscles strong. Yeah. So it's real tender yeah. and it's young. Yeah. And uh, veal is in a lot of Italian dishes. Okay. Um, veal Parmesan is a big one. Sure. Uh, my wife uh, is adamantly opposed because of the treatment to the calf. And okay. okay. Therefore, I do not eat a lot of veal.
1: Yeah. But you've you've cut back to a couple times a week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I can't remember the last time I had veal.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't think I ever have. I don't think I ever have. Yeah. I don't mind. I mean, I you guess I mind, don't know.
0: You don't mind torturing an animal. Uh, no, not torturing. I'm just
1: uh, kidding. I don't mind young animals uh-huh. because I think animals can be ethically treated even if they die young. Right. But if you mistreat any animal, including young animals, then that's a problem.
0: So I can see you at the at the restaurant there. Tell me yeah. about your young animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you seen... Uh, do you ever watch Portlandia? Do you know that, I have do you know seen it. F- it's Fred uh,
0: Armistead. Armisen? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, is it Armisen? Armisen, I think. Okay. There was yeah. one uh, episode...
2: Hey, guys. Hello. Hi, hello. My name is Dana. I'll be uh, taking care of you today. If you have any questions about the menu, please... Let me know. I guess I do have a question about the chicken. If you could just tell us a little bit more about it. Uh, The chicken is a heritage breed, Mm -hmm. uh, woodland-raised chicken that's been fed a diet of sheep's milk, soy, and hazelnuts. Okay, this is is local? Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna
0: ask you just one more time, and it's local? It is. Is that USDA organic, or Oregon organic, or Portland organic? It's just all across the board, organic.
2: The hazelnuts, these are local?
0: How big is the area where the chickens are able to roam free? I'm sorry to interrupt. I have exactly the same question. Four acres.
2: Mm. Give me just a second. I'll be right back, okay? Okay. She's okay. Okay. nice. we are doing the right thing. I'm
0: too apologetic. You are. I-, I drove way too slow here today, didn't I?
2: Yeah.
0: No. I'm so weird with that gas pedal. I thing just moves the whole
2: vehicle forward. All right, so here is the chicken you'll be enjoying tonight. You have this information? This is fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, His name was Colin. Here are his papers, okay? That's great.
0: He he looks like a happy little guy who runs around. A lot of
2: friends, other chickens as friends. Putting his little wing around another one and kind of like Howling you know, around? I don't know that I can speak to that level of uh, intimate knowledge about him. Um, they do a lot to make sure that their chickens uh, uh, are very happy. When you say they, I mean, who are these people raising Colin? It's a farm that's located about uh, 30 miles south of Portland. And you feel like and you, and you have a good relationship with this farm? We I do. Is that some guy on a yacht who lives in Miami? Oh, goodness just no. Saying his it he... just saying that he's organic?
0: It tears at the core of my being the idea of someone just cashing in on a trend like
2: organic. No,
0: I know the type, no. Yeah. Um, tell you what, we're going to go
2: check it out if you don't mind. Just yeah. if you could just hold our seats. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We'll, and we'll be right back. We'll just right right. making sure. It just want to okay. Thank you so much, Dana. Sure, sure.
1: Thanks for listening to The Hopper Podcast. Congratulations. You made it the end of this week's episode. You win the 24-volume set of the Encyclopedia Britannica 1965. Yes, we had something like that in our basement. To claim that prize, write us at
0: thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287. And join us next time when we'll discuss old-school beatdowns for fans of Kenny G., Yeah, that's a really nuanced
1: conversation we need to have.
0: (laughs) I don't think so, but we'll try. (laughs) Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and
1: join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by the Bluegrass Bottling Company's newest soda sensation, Ranch Dressing Blast. Yeah.